Let's take our Bibles. We'll start again in Acts chapter number 1. Acts chapter number 1. And I told, I mentioned last Sunday that we're going to take a couple services just in preparation for missions conference to be preparing our hearts, but then asking the Lord what our part is. So I'm thankful for it. You'll start seeing we do have missions conference this week. We are preparing within a couple Thursdays. If you'd be praying, you can read ahead on it that uh, we'll be starting to dig into the book of the uh, Philippians, not the Philippines. How many said that when they were growing up? I said it over and over, the book of Philippines. And, uh, but Philippians, we'll be starting verse by verse through that here in just a couple weeks. And uh, you'll have outlines to be able to go along with that as we dig into it. We're entitling it, Jesus is my joy. And so as we, as we look into that, I want to remind us, as we were last week in Acts chapter 1, remind us in verse number 8, where the Bible says, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. We spent some time here on last Sunday as we looked at the focus and the mission that I believe that God has given uh, to us as a church, the responsibility to be able to preach the gospel, as he said over in Mark, preach the gospel to every creature. And understanding that the gospel, as it's recorded there, we see it in 1 Corinthians 15, that the gospel is none other than the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the gospel. And that's what we've been given as a message. Now listen, God could have given it to anybody. God could have put uh, a million plus or, or five million or a billion robots here on this earth to be able to go share the gospel of the Lord Jesus. And guess what? They never would have gotten tired. They never would have complained. They never would have quit. But he didn't. He gave it to us. And I believe he's given that as the commission to the church that we are to go, as I made mention in the service today, this morning, that there's never a command in the scriptures that the world is supposed to come to the church, but there is a command that the church is supposed to go to the world. And uh, not to partake with the world, it's holiness and uh, being able to live for God, but we go to the world with the gospel to be able to tell them about Jesus. Now it's usually at this point that we start talking about, hey, we've got a responsibility to reach the world. We have to do our part to be able to make sure the gospel's preached and given to every creature. And so then it's usually at this point that the question is asked, well, how in the world are we supposed to do that? Well, once again, I'm glad you asked. That's been asked of me more times than what you can imagine. First of all, we need those that would be like Isaiah in Isaiah chapter number 6 that would be willing when a need is presented and be willing to say, Lord, here am I, send me. Or when uh, Saul was converted, he automatically looked back at the Lord and said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And literally just an open heart to be able to be willing of whatever God says our part is. 
That's why there were times, listen, we'd get on an airplane, and uh, by God's grace and His provision, we've been able to preach in several different countries, be able to help some churches over there, be able to see some people saved, some ministries established. We're thankful for that. And then the day that God said, okay, now it's time for conquered New Hampshire. And uh, thankful for it. But I will say this. It was just a matter, and here's what my wife and I have desired to have in our hearts every time, is just say, if God says it, do it. And when God says that's the place, we say, that's the place. And we're thankful for it. We need to be able to say we need some young people. We need some families. We need some older folks that would be willing to say, God, here am I, send me. If that's what you desire, we have an example of it here. Brother uh, Norm, Miss Vicki Jackson, for 50 years he pastored over in the state of Maine, came over here to retire and uh, to be able to be grandparents. He moves over here to be grandparents, and one family moves 5,000 miles away to Alaska. But God got him over here for a reason and for a purpose. His boys have all told me, I believe my dad and mom are busier now than they were for 50 years as he pastored and worked a full-time job over in Maine. He said, I believe he's busier now. They didn't come over to retire. They came over to refire. And God's using them in a wonderful way. Listen, God had Caleb take a mountain at 85 years of age. So you never know. There's still time for you. We need to be willing to go. But then there's always that question, and you're going to get real nervous right now on how do we pay for it. There's missionaries that's got to be sent all around this world. And you know something? There's places around this world. They can't go and get a job to be able to preach the gospel, to be able to start that church. They're not allowed to. So how do we do that? What's the responsibility? Well, I'll say this, and without apology, it is the responsibility of our church to not just pray and not just go, but to financially give so that we can support for others to be able to go. There is a financial responsibility upon churches to send missionaries. You say, well, we believe the Bible. So where do you see that in the Bible? Once again, I'm glad you asked. This is what we preached for 15 years as we traveled. And uh, listen, I am thankful. Let me say this. I'm thankful for whatever any church does to be able to send missionaries out. We walked into churches. Brother Matthew, you've seen this. We've walked into churches. And uh, that church in there, what they would do is whatever came in for their general offering, they would take 10% of that, and that was designated towards missions. Hey, thank the Lord they're supporting missions. Okay? I think there's a better way. Okay? You say, why is that? Because if we want to support a missionary for $100 a month, we're telling God, God, you increase our coffers by $1,000 a month, and we'll go ahead and give back 100 but we're making out pretty good on that, aren't we? Okay, but I'm thankful for whatever's done. I've walked into some churches. We had a church that supported us for years, and the pastor said, we don't take anything out of the general. The church as a whole doesn't. But what individuals do is individuals will pick up missionaries for support. Well, that's wonderful until that family gets mad and leaves the church. Until that family decides to move on, and then all of a sudden we're not supporting missions anymore. Here's what I see in the Bible. 
And I'm thankful for whatever is going to missions. I'm thankful for it. We need to get the gospel out. Here's what I do see in the Bible. It's our responsibility. And what I see in the Bible is the example over and over of when a missions offering needed to be taken up, it was taken up as a free will separate offering that was designated to missions. Designated to missions. So that's how we do it here. You say, well, how do you, how do you show that in the Bible? Take your Bibles, and this may be preached on this week. I have no idea what Brother King's going to preach. Second Corinthians chapter number 8 is a wonderful example. Isn't it amazing we come over to the Corinthian church, which is usually an example of what not to do inside the church, okay? But in Second Corinthians chapter number 8, we actually read about an offering that's being taken up, a separate offering. You can also go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 1 where Paul said, Now concerning the offering for the saints. Talking about the offering going back to Jerusalem. Heard a preacher years ago say this. He said the offering in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 was not your tithes that were being taken up. He said because the tithes are taken up from the saints and the missions offering is taken up for the saints was the difference in 1 Corinthians 16. Y'all need to smile. Y'all getting a little too nervous right now as I'm getting ready to preach, okay? 2 Corinthians 8, verse number 1, here's what Paul said. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing... of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Now, we can continue to read down through here. This is talking about the churches of Macedonia, Okay, which one of them, he actually deals specifically with the gift that was sent in the book of Philippians. The church at Philippi is one of the churches of Macedonia. And he's encouraging the church here at Corinth about this offering that is being taken up to be able to help the church back at Jerusalem. It is a separate offering that is being taken up, and uh, he actually says, down through here, verse number 8, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. He comes down to verse number 11. Now therefore perform the doing of it. That is, there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. We could take the time to go into chapter number 9. That's where the Bible says, He which soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. Verse number 9 says, um, excuse me, in, uh, yes, verse number 9, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. We know that God's going to provide. Over and over, 1 Corinthians 16, 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, we could take the time to go to Philippians chapter number 4. 
And it's a missions offering that is being taken up and sent by the hand of Epaphroditus to the Apostle Paul. And that's what he said when he said, I have received the gift that you've sent by Epaphroditus. And I have all and abound. And that offering is a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. That offering that is being taken up. Now, let me remind us, I do believe in giving our tithes and our offerings. I believe the tithe, I know there's no commandment in the New Testament. It's a great baseline all the way through the Word of God of giving to the work of the Lord. And I know beyond that, the example in the Scripture that is given here, 1 Corinthians 16, 2 Corinthians 8, Philippians chapter number 4, and we can continue on, of the examples that are given of, listen, when there's a missions offering that needs to be taken up, it's a free will offering that's taken. It's to prove the sincerity of your love. That's what it says here in verse number 8 of chapter 8. Prove the sincerity of our love. You know why? It's not something that's required. It's not something that thou shalt give to missions every month. No, that's why it's called a free will offering. Here's how we do it at Granite State Baptist Church. I'm just encouraging you. You say this is a different type of, of, of service here. It is. I'm just updating on what we do for missions around here. So don't base the church off this one service, okay? We have a, we have a separate account. We have an account that takes care of our church takes care of paying your pastor, takes care of paying our water bill, takes care of paying our light bill, takes care of paying our insurances and the things that need to be taken care of for the local ministry right here at Granite State Baptist. But can I say this? Since day one, when we moved into Concord and we walked into the bank and set up a checking account for Granite State Baptist Church, there was another checking account that was set up that says missions account. And can I say this, to this day, what has gone into that missions account has never been used to pay the electric bill at Granite State Baptist Church. It's never been used to pay the water bill. It's never said, hey, we need to take care of our pastor, write him a good check out of the missions fund. That's not what it's for. It's an offering that is taken up. That's why you'll see on our offering envelopes that there's tithe, other, there's a missions line on there. To be able to designate it to missions. And every penny that comes in designated to missions, guess where that goes? Exactly to missions. Now this has been explained and said over and over. I know some may just get it today. But that's used for the furtherance of the gospel around this world. That's when missionaries come in and we say, hey, we believe by the, that it's the will of God. We're going to partner together with them and be able to help send them out to preach the gospel where we are not able to go. We're partnering with them. And we get to have a part in that. That's why you get letters that are attached to your emails that you don't read. And all the missionary prayer letters attached to them, given the updates of what's taking place around this world. Boy, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful to be able to read. Listen, if you haven't caught on to it, what's going on in Indonesia, we've got a family there, been there less than nine months now, just moved the first of the year. 
Brother Jonathan Midkiff, for nine months being in the country, just a couple weeks ago, if you didn't read it, you missed it on your email, go back and read it on their letter, was able to stand up. He said, I got to preach for the first time in our local Indonesian language. Don't ask me what dialect he's learning and what it is over there. He said, I got to preach. Well, then he said this in parentheses. He said, well, mostly it was just reading because I had to write the entire thing out to make sure that it was, it was right. So he wasn't thinking that. And I said, I said to myself, that's fine. Isn't that okay? Hey, isn't that what Jonathan Edwards did? Sinners in the hands of an angry God. When he stood up down there in Connecticut, listen, he just stood up there and read it because his eyesight was so bad. And just got so close to it, didn't know anything was going on around him. He's got that in front of him just reading it. And boy, the power of God was so working down there. I said, what a blessing. Hey, I'm excited for what's going on in Indonesia. You know what I got to say? We had a part in that. I can't wait to be able to hear and say, hey, we had our first soul saved over there. Listen, that all comes back to the missions given of Granite State Baptist Church. I believe the principle in the Word of God, and this is what we've held to from day one, it is a separate offering that is taken up and received to be able to go towards missions for the work that is out there. Now, God's been so gracious to us. I'm I'm thankful for it. I'm asking God to be able to help us do more. You say, how can we do more in this economy? Well, we call it around here, we call it grace given. That's what the Bible calls it here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Some call it faith promise. By faith, we promise, and this is what we're going to do for God. And God supplies and meets every need. I told you last week, the first check that was ever written from Granite State Baptist Church was to a missionary. I believe God's blessed that. I believe God's taking care of that. So you know what we do? Listen, we pray. My wife and I will be praying. And we're going to ask God, listen, what would you have us to do for missions? Not our tithe. That's, that's already, I believe that's a great baseline that's already been given to us. That's not a question in my mind. But what can we do for missions? And then I'll tell you what we do. Some of you may not even know. They might not. It might be a little different for you. We'll actually next Sunday hand out some cards. No place for your name on it or anything like that. But we actually pray it through and say, God, what would you have us to do for missions? And you know what my wife and I are going to do? We're going to write down a number on that card. And I sure pray, we'll probably have 100% participation, I'm sure, at Granite State. I'm sure everybody's going to do the same, and uh, we're going to pray about it, write down a number, not your name on there. You say, why do that? Just so we can set a budget for the next year. And say, hey, by faith this has been promised. Do you understand right now our missions is we're just right at about $4,300 a month that, that we give out to missions? Now, I thank the Lord for that. What a blessing. I'm thankful. No one has ever said to me, hey, let's cut back on our mission so that we can do something else. I'll try not to laugh out loud if that's ever said to me. Because I believe God blesses that when we're given for the gospel to be able to go forth. And you say, well, what's our, what's our budget? It's just over $4,300 a month. You say, what's been coming in? On average, listen, hasn't even been pushed. On average, it's at least $6,000 a month. That's been coming into missions. Boy, we got some room to be able to pick up some missionaries, don't we? Oh, no, let's not get it too tight. Let's just, let's just be careful of all of this. 
I'm going to ask God and say, God, what is it? I'm not asking for your name on there. But I'm saying, Lord, what is it that we could commit and say, by God's grace, this is what we're going to do for missions over the next year? And then we put that all together and, and get a total on it and say, hey, God, what would you allow us to be able to do? I've already asked some, hey, what about some missionaries that have come through? Give me, give me your top ones. And asking to see what God can do. Listen, the offerings were taken up. You say, Pastor, this is the oddest service I've ever been in. I know. But the joy on my side, I get to preach on giving to missions. I love it. I love it. These missionaries are going to come in this week. We're going to love on them. We're going to try to encourage them, be a blessing to them. So that when they leave Granite State Baptist Church, boy, they leave a part of their heart with us. Because we've invested in them. I'm saying, Lord, what would you have us to do? We see the example in 2 Corinthians 8, a separate offering being taken up. Philippians chapter 4, a separate offering that was taken up. 1 Corinthians 16, a separate offering that was taken up. You want more? I can take you all the way through the New Testament, the Old Testament. When it came time for some offerings being taken up, guess what? Separate offerings being taken up. One of my favorite passages, go back and read Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Tremendous layout and example for how we could do this. That an offering was taken up gold, silver, and beasts. For those that were going to do the work, and then it says, beside the free will offering for the house of God. Separate offering being taken up. I said, I love it. I love it. Missions is all the way through the Bible. I want to encourage our church. Be praying. Not a one-time thing. Now listen, if you just need to write out a check for $50,000 and give it to missions and praise the Lord, we'll spend it over the next year. Write another one for the property, okay? I'm just saying, God, what would you have us to do month by month, here a little, there a little, given to missions, and get the gospel out around the world. Asking God to be able to do something. We could go into it to a whole lot more. Can I, some of you doubt me on Philippians 4. Turn over to Philippians 4. Philippians 4. When you truly start digging into the Word of God, it'll all line up across there. It all lines up. Philippians chapter number 4. Look what he said here. Now understand... The Apostle Paul, I believe, was a missionary sent out of the church at Antioch. Acts chapter number 13, if you want to go back and study missions. Acts chapter 13, Paul and Barnabas had hands laid on them, blessed by the congregation there, sent out as missionaries to the, for their first missionary journey. Here's the Apostle Paul writing back to the church at Philippi, to a church that he had started in Acts chapter 16. Okay? And started by, from prison, by the way. Philippians 4.10, here's what the missionary said back to the church. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again. There's a true missionary right there. I'm glad you're taking care of me again. <laughs> Wherein you are also careful, but you lack opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. 
I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That's a missions passage. The church is taking care of him. He said, but there were times that you weren't taking care of me, but I've learned it's okay. I've learned how to be abased. I've learned how to abound everywhere and in all things. God's taking care of me. Verse 14, Notwithstanding ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. Look at verse 16. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Oh, they just sent their love to them. I don't believe that's what verse number 16 is talking about. Sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, verse 17, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Can I say this? Every true missionary I've ever talked to, they firmly believe this. God's going to take care of me. Whether he chooses to use Granite State Baptist Church or not, God's going to take care of them. But you know something? By us getting involved, we have fruit. And we have results that are there. Verse number 18, But I have all and abound, here it is, I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things, not the prayers, not the good wishes, the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You understand Paul was sitting in prison and received a love offering of physical things from the church at Philippi. And he said, I've received it, I have all, and I abound. You know what I think he knew? That created a need in the life of the Philippians. And he said, my God shall supply all your need. You were faithful to give, and I have it, and it's an it's a odor of a sweet smell sacrifice unto the Lord. I have all that, and I want you to know God's going to take care of you. Church, I want to encourage us. Now, I could preach all week long on this, but I want you to hear it from someone else too. Listen, God's always blessed when we give for the furtherance of the gospel. And we're not taking up an offering today. Don't worry. It's already back there. If you haven't put your tithes and offerings in, the box is in the back. I'm not taking up a separate offering. Don't worry. I'm not trying to prime the pump a little bit, as some would say. I'm trying to show just a few biblical principles that it's always been a separate offering that's been taken up for the work to furtherance the gospel, for the furtherance of the gospel in other places. And I'm asking God to be able to help us with that because there's more places that I believe God would have Granite State Baptist Church to be able to get the gospel to. And some of you have places that's already been mentioned of places where we need to be able to help and get the gospel to. Well, let's ask God if He'll allow us to be able to do that and pray over this next week and ask God to burden our hearts and be praying throughout this week and say, God, what would you have me to do? If it's go, then go. If it's give, then give. And watch God provide and meet every single need that's there. He's faithful. 
You say, well, that's just that prosperity preaching that you've got there. If you want to take Luke 6.38 out of the Bible, where there's one word of command and 39 words of promise, go ahead. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Then he says, press down, shaken together. Boy, don't you love those? How many when you go to the buffet, you just push that all down if you're getting it to go? Then they started charging by the pound, didn't they? Yeah, they understand what it is. We did that for the pulled pork this week. We didn't charge by the pound, okay? We made sure we had plenty of pork. We took them things. They were only about that deep. Boy, we, we doubled them, Andy. Boy, we put them things big. Then we put the cover on it. Press down. And I had to hold that thing down there and, and fold them sides around there to be able to make sure that it stayed down. What a time. I hope you did that on Thursday too, did you? I'm sure you... We got it. Press down. That's, what, that's how God promises to us. Well, I'm thankful for it. God is so faithful. 